All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Hey, patrons, it's X, and I'm here with a very tired Kyle and a very tired Felicia. <laughs> I'm not tired. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm just drunk. drunk. <laughs> I'm just drunk. No, oh, you're man. Man. That's amazing. Actually, we're, like, we're, we're right on time right now. We're right on time right now, actually. <laughs> this is about the time we do do this. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Secret Patron Show. It is July the 9th as we're recording this. And this is the patron exclusive content that we offer to our $1 and up patrons. So literally everybody who chips in. So these fine folks get it for a whole six month buffer of stuff to listen to. Those of you hearing this in January 2018 around my birthday are missing out on. Anyway, regardless of who's hearing this right now, we're going to make it somewhat quick <laughs> because uh, we've given you guys a bunch of stuff tonight and it's been some long Thank episodes you. this week. So uh, let's get it all out there. Let's talk about the problems that we have with the secular slash atheist movement and what we can do to fix these things. <laughs> I know that's, oh, kind, of, that's kind of a big right. thing to take a bite out of. But first of all, I'm going to bring up the Peter Bogosian shit that's been going on about his oh, yeah. the, the conceptual penis paper that he wrote and got it published in a non-accredited fucking journal. And like they're trying to say, see, look, gender studies is wrong. <laughs> Mm. yeah so the first thing that we can do as if we're going to be a movement is disregard the biases of religious thinking and mm -hmm. one of those big ones is sexism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and gender binary ideas uh there have been a lot of cultures that didn't subscribe to these ideas guys and uh they they were fine they're fine. Yeah, um, they did just fine. <laughs> they're just fine. Uh, the thing is that uh, inclus inclusivity, inclusivity, yeah, yeah, is good for us. It's good for us. It's challenging, and it takes work, but it is actually good for us because at the end of the day, we get more ideas, giving us better avenues to explore. Yeah. Um, and. The people at the top of the secular and atheist movement seem to not care for any ideas that don't come from white men. Yeah, and me being the uh, the guy that watches all the YouTube atheists out there, or at least at one time did, um, there's a lot of them that think that feminism is bad. They think that, oh, there's only two genders, you know, and they... They love to fight over this shit over and over and over again. It's like, can we just let people be people? Why do we have to for do takedown videos? Thinkers, <laughs> for science-based thinkers, that's remarkably stupid. Yeah. And for like we people who claim they're science-based thinkers, but they're not. Because let's be honest, we're all emotional thinkers, actually. Yeah, like Peter Bogosian. I'm bringing it back to him because he is the editor of Skeptic Magazine. And he did that, that uh, fake, yeah, the fake study thing that, that made it out there. But it seems like he's rounding the bases into complete uh, craziness right now because he posted a tweet yesterday uh, where he said, why is it that nearly every male 
who's a third wave intersectional feminist, is physically feeble and has a terrible body habitus. Define. Um, well, physically feeble? What the fuck does that mean, anyway? I mean, are you talking about, like, I can't stand up under my own weight? Do I have to drive a jazzy Wait, everywhere? Because I'm a- And don't you love Stephen Hawking, who is remarkably physically feeble, but is mentally proficient? Yeah. And has a terrible, terrible body habitus. Uh, fuck is a body habitus anyway? Is that saying that I I eat too much garbage? Because I mean, that, so that's wait, true, wait, he's talking about hygiene. Is he talking about hygiene? I thought I thought he was talking about diet. He general general about constitution, diet. especially bodily build. Okay, mm. okay. So we know what habitus so, is now. <laughs> so he's trying to say we're all fat. <laughs> and ugly could be yeah. yeah that's possible so what he's doing is uh is he is disregarding males who who don't fit the idea of bodily perfection which as we know is not a thing oh uh, yeah like 99 percent of the world is not body we're not we're not we don't look like venus and david uh, yeah we're not uh, yeah. <laughs> Genetically, mm. because there are a lot of people. It turns out that having fat on your thighs is a good indication of health. Now, not too much fat, but it's it's a yeah. It's just uh, he is trying to shame hey, men. I like to call. I like to call it being deliciously marbled. Thank you very much. I like chubby guys. <laughs> I like chubby guys. I like so chubby much guys. marbling. I like, I like chubby guys. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. That's no. where my my attraction ends up going. Is is <laughs> look, we're generous, okay? Yeah, that's just <laughs> where it is. That's... We like to eat. <laughs> look, yeah. All right, so let's see. That's he's got definite problems here because that's like one step away from calling us a bunch of cucks. I mean that that's oh. honestly where that's coming towards, and just. Okay, here's here's here's, here's since I brought that one up, let let me bring up another one here. People unwilling to just shut the fuck up and listen to people that don't have privilege. How about mm. just shutting the fuck up and listening to people? Mhm. Mm. You know, you know what what's of, really of, hard to do? Yeah. Is be poor and be in shape. Turns out our society does not grant that privilege. No, not nope. so much. Yeah. I one of my favorite shows that I like to listen to, Angry, Bl- Angry Black Rants from uh, Ishmael Brown. You, for people that would probably just be walking off the street, normal white cisgender guy. I mean, cis has nothing to do with it. But if you're just a normal white dude and you listen to that podcast, you're going to be like, I can't listen to this. This is racism or this is racist against white people. Be like, that's really not, not how it works. Mm, and no, not really. Yeah. Mm, okay. You know, you're talking about a systemic power system you know you can't really beat that anyway a lot of people don't agree on the the structures but, of racism where you have to have the power I get, it. <laughs> I get it um you know it's hard to be a white person who finds themselves compassionate yeah uh mm-hmm. and hear that you are a part of a system that is not but the thing is and if you would just but, sit there and listen to his show just for, a minute. Just for a couple minutes, you'd be like, fuck, I never heard the other side of these discussions before. 
And so you need to go out there. You need to listen to the Gatheist Manifesto. You need to listen to the scissor getting out of hand. You need to listen to, um, what else am I thinking of here? You need to listen to angry black rants. You need to listen to podcasts from marginalized people. Yep. To be able to understand these other opinions that you probably have never been confronted with in your life. Especially if yeah. you're, especially if you're someone from Utah, like most of us are, yeah. <laughs> is that like if you if you live in Salt Lake, it's a pretty good chance that you've met up with a lot of these people. But hearing Riss yeah. talk about her trip to Salt Lake City and how terribly oh, she was treated, like we live oh, here. That was, <laughs> that, no, that was awesome. That was that was awful. I was I was there. It broke my heart. Yeah, and it's just, it's if you don't hear about these other people's um experiences you're never going to be be a more well-rounded person which is why when we talked david smalley on the the episodes this week where we had a big problem with it because he's saying i me me my you know it's like i am better i am the most i am above this and oh another, another thing is that you need to accept that you are not above your humanity all right and you you and all your education and all your logical thinking no you are subject to your emotions and you are subject to your biases and the only way you can combat them is by owning it and so for Wait, me, are just... you are you trying to say that everybody has everybody has bias yeah i am oh and wow. feeling and feelings, Whoa. lots of feelings. Are you are you trying to say that we also have to acknowledge our own internal bias to recognize? Damn! Ah, oh, that's so crazy. It requires being open and vulnerable. Wow, self-aware. Oh my god, uh, I might have, I might have weird internal bias <laughs> that I'm not even aware of. As it's a amazing. white person, as a white person. Um, whenever people of color that I'm exposed to start talking about white people do this, I get kind of like, there's a part of me me that goes, no. Um, but then I have to, (laughs) then I have to go. Yeah. But like, yeah, uh, (laughs) you, you have to, you have to accept the situation you're in and you have to accept empathy and vulnerability which is so hard it's, so it's almost hard. like you have to ignore that little part of your brain that goes no not all white people right <laughs> Shit. you have to and not have- say that out loud don't <laughs> and, be that guy <laughs> and just hear Wait. them yeah, yeah. hear them for I- a minute and then you know what you know what i've never experienced mm-hmm. racism against white people mm. <laughs> It's funny. Every time I have come to a person of color. (laughs) Okay. Well, there are. But that was a very, very different situation in a very, very (laughs) different town. (laughs) But every time I've come to people of color uh, with empathy and Mm -hmm. acceptance and explaining why I was thinking the way I was or where I'm coming from, I have never been met with hostility. I've been met with, hey, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being open. It's mm-hmm. almost or like... just not a thing. Because that's I mean, how you're supposed to not... treat other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or they're just like, okay, that's that's the way you're supposed to do it. 
And you know what? Yeah. That's also fine. But I've yeah. never been met with abuse for being vulnerable about my whiteness. Not right. once have I been met with abuse for being vulnerable about my whiteness. So yeah, and I've been met with abuse almost, for a lot. <laughs> it's almost like you can approach this situation by saying, Hi, I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't want to be. And so when I'm talking about people sitting the fuck down and shutting the fuck up, that involves, you know, discussions of safe spaces. Like people have an idea of a safe space and it's not what they think Mm -hmm. it is. And what that means is that's a place where people that are not of that ilk really have to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up it is here's another one of the rules that people need to tattoo across their fucking foreheads when it comes to uh joining kind of conversations about stuff like this is it's not about you (laughs) yeah it's not about (laughs) not about me i'm saying like it's Mm -hmm. for the person out there that needs to hear this message it's like when you're listening to somebody's story and you're listening to how they've been dealt with in their life, like when Riss was talking about how she was treated here in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, the wrong thing to do and be like, well, I've never had an experience where people were mean to me like that. It's like, no, that's not what they're no, looking what for. Do, <laughs> right. What you do is you confront your own biases, check in with yourself and say, have I ever behaved in this way? And if you have not, good. Be mm-hmm. aware and continue that pattern. If you right. have, understand why you did such things. Where did that hostility come from? Why right. did you behave this way? And check in. Okay? Perfect. And the- then in the future, mm-hmm. call do that it. shit out. Right. <laughs> call yeah, it out. Call <laughs> it out. And for, for the love of everything. Do not be the person to say, well, I haven't done that. (laughs) Not all men. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag. I have participated in racist behaviors. Yeah. I have done it. It, It's happened. Yes. Every single person has. We're the top of the. Aware of my biases. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, damn it. That's the best I can do. And I'm going <laughs> to keep working on it. And I'm going to keep listening to other cultures that I am a participant in. Because, mm-hmm. God damn it, they're human beings and they deserve as much of my vulnerability as they're willing to give me when they put it out on a podcast. Yep. There it is. <laughs> All right. So what else do you guys think that we could do to, to solve the secular slash atheist movement? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, how about um, checking that fucking ego? Check that ego. Yeah. <laughs> door. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Science just science just, doesn't have room for Right. Just because you're right. Just because you're right doesn't mean you have to walk around with that chip on your shoulder. <laughs> you know what the other thing is? Take a fucking side when the evidence is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when yeah. the evidence is there, take a fucking side. Right. Not we all have si- a- not all sides deserve a platform. Nope. That's it. One of the one of the first times I, I uh, realized the whole ego thing within the atheist movement is when I was in the baby atheism stage where, you know, you're checking out all these people that are talking about all this stuff, especially like Richard Dawkins, you know, read the God delusion. You're like, wow, what a great book. And you read some of his biology stuff and you're like, wow, what a great book. Then you go follow him on Twitter 
No. And it's like, oh, I need to realize that I have to separate the people from their works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that's a that's a quick way because, you know, he probably I'm sure he doesn't expect the royal treatment wherever he goes. And I'm sure he's a very wonderfully nice guy most of the time. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that is there, no, I'm just <laughs> saying I want to think that he's that nice guy, but he said some horrible shit in the past. I understand that. Yeah, actually, a lot of these guys that at the top of the atheist movement have some pretty serious uh, um, allegations towards them, allegations against them yeah. towards their treatment of women and particularly the treatment of people of color. Mm -hmm. Actually, Hitchens so. had a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Hitchens, Hitchens was far from far from a perfect person. Yeah. No, he was ah. a great orator. He was a great oh, writer. Oh, yeah. Really great writer, and he did some really good investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. But, but. <laughs> he was super misogynistic. Mm -hmm. A little bit, and yeah, that's that's the thing. We have to we have to realize these things. We have to own these things. But at the mm -hmm. same time, you can't use that to discount the the good that comes from these people. Right. And that's what Smalley was trying to say: is that we're throwing out ninety five percent and only accepting. Or no, we're throwing out the five percent and only accepting ninety five. Huh? It's like no. We're accepting the important shit, but we're also saying, but <laughs> we're addressing the issues. We're, we're throwing the yep. asterisks on there. Like, poof. Okay. Like, look, if you really want to read that footnote, it's there. You can go check that out. But at the same time, this was a great thing that was done. You know, this kind of thing. It's like right. Martin Luther King did great stuff with the civil rights movements, but he also had his issues just like Malcolm kind X. Of a homophobe. Yeah. He he was kind of yes. He was a man of his times. That's that, but that's the thing is that you have to, right? Yeah, you have to realize Lincoln this. was a racist. <laughs> a Abraham bit. Lincoln, just a well, little Abraham, bit. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln believed that uh, black people were more like gorillas. He just oh, didn't man. think they should be slaves. <laughs> mm -hmm. Subspecies back thing. when phrenology was going right. on. Oh man, <laughs> getting rid of slavery <laughs> was a good thing. See, you recognize the good. We can acknowledge <laughs> that. And we can acknowledge that Christopher Hitchens um, did some wonderful investigative journalism. Yeah. And he was a really good writer. But we can also say, ah, he doesn't, he's not a perfect hero. And that's um, mm -hmm. called adulthood when you realize that your yeah. heroes right. aren't perfect. Don't worship your heroes. There's no <laughs> such thing as a perfect hero. Nope. Captain America is part of Hydra. Yay! <laughs> I love Beauty and the Beast, and it's also sort of saying that you can fix an abusive relationship. Yeah, it's kind of not an really. It's kind of you an can't example fix of an abusive uh, relationship with magic. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Kind of a Stockholm syndrome. The movie. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But it's okay. so beautiful. I love it. Anyway, so but that's like just me saying. Like, uh, I enjoy H.P. Lovecraft's horror stories. And some of them are really good, mm -hmm. but you start scratching but just a little bit beneath terrible, that surface. He was a terrible anti-Semite. <laughs> he was really he was bad. Horrible racist. <laughs> he There's was that terrific There's writer. That terrific, beautiful writer. So, you guys, <laughs> this is where it does come from cherry picking, but we can do it with evidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take out the ideas that you can base in evidence that are beneficial and the ones that are not, you can criticize. 
Mm-hmm. I love people with bad ideas. Every one of us does, right? <laughs> My dad is skeptical of vaccines. Mm. But mm-hmm. he is truly accepting of who I am mm-hmm. and has been a wonderful support system to me without being an asshole about it. Um, my mom believes in ghosts, but does not <laughs> believe in God. So uh, this is where we have to go. We, you, can, and you can get so much meaning from so many people, but do not decide that that person is the arbiter of truth because they are not. Because they're people. Always, <laughs> always check in with yourself and always check in with your beliefs. Are they real? Are they helpful? And you know what? Trust your gut. Yeah, I was going to say, at the end of the- for, the, for the last bullet point I think we should bring up here is that um, believe and follow your own thoughts. You know, own your shit. <laughs> like yeah. if you if you mm-hmm. have a belief about something, be prepared to back that up. Be know why you believe yep. things. Know why you think certain things. And if you are if you believe something, know something, think you know something, but you're not sure about it, by all means, we have this wonderful thing called technology that could easily mm-hmm. answer or destroy beliefs. And believe me, I've had to go through some times where I'm like Oh fuck. I used to I used to think this kind of thing was true or this mm-hmm. this kind of thing happened and it's like god damn. Uh I'm glad that I had the opportunity to learn something new. And so when we put out shows, we put out articles, we put out videos and stuff and when people come oh. at us with corrections, I'm happy to own up to these things, you know? Oh, because, and empathy. Yeah. Empathy is almost never wrong. Like I have not actually been presented with a situation where you empathize with a human's experience and it can be <laughs> denied by science. You empathize with somebody who says that they are another gender. You empathize with their difficulty, not, not necessarily with their being another gender, but with their difficulty in their experience. Yeah. You empathize with the challenge and you can't, they're not wrong. Cause how many times have you in your life been told you should be one thing and you're just not. And you had to accept that about yourself. We can all relate to that experience. My wife thinks that I'm playing an elaborate prank on her right now because I have a fish in my fish tank that keeps moving one of the plants around and she thinks that I'm the one doing it. (laughs) (laughs) No, not even in my best times would I think of of something that fucking brilliantly funny to do. (laughs) And I said, I swear upon the sex that we have that I would never have it again. (laughs) That is the best fucking swear upon anything that I've ever heard in my life. So check in. understand yeah understand your gut feelings sometimes your gut feelings are gonna be wrong oh yeah sometimes they're gonna be right check so, in sometimes yeah, the thing that you, that you thought you heard you didn't hear it right <laughs> oh yeah and always keep an open mind yeah open well no go listen to uh oh fuck i was gonna say there's a diatribe that uh no illusions put out just this yeah. week about how close-mindedness is not a bad thing 
But oh, I, I'm, <laughs> what I mean is open. I don't mean open to everything. Yeah, not not mean, so much that your brains fall out, as they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but an open mind to new ideas. Yeah, new to not you being wrong. Also, old shit. <laughs> not rehashed old shit that we addressed long ago. Guess what? Racism is bullshit. Yeah, we addressed that a long time ago, guys. See, so this is long ago. this is Sex the is podcast. Bullshit. This is the podcast for the people that have gotten past curb a <laughs> there is no god <laughs> okay great now what <laughs> yep. well there's curb uh, b c d and uh and you, you get know. to choose which one you go first after you know <laughs> you got past that first mm-hmm. one now you've got all these other doors to go through <laughs> exactly you got past the easiest <laughs> question now dive deep motherfuckers yep. dive deep Dive deep. Oh, and um, there are mental health resources out there for you. You need to get it checked out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. It's uh, We say we're going to go short, but we, of course we can't. We never do. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We are going to get out of here. It's time for bed for the rest of the panel. Anyway, thanks for listening, yeah. and we'll catch you next week with another one. See ya. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.